0: You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.
1: Good morning and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This is Critical Mass Business Talk Show, and we have a great show for you today with a wonderful guest, Deborah Wundercheck. She is the president of Arts and Learning Conservatory. Deborah, welcome to the program.
0: Thank you, Rick, I'm honored to be here today.
1: I'm excited to have you on the show, so let's get right into it. Tell me about your path, inspiration to create Arts and Learning Conservatory.
0: Um, my path, uh, I'll keep it short, uh, uh, the path is this. I'm the youngest of seven children, so I come from a pretty large family, and for us, the arts was everything. Um, not because my parents were musicians, but because there was a desire from my mom, from my mom, to make sure we were exposed to the arts. So uh, I was exposed to stringed instruments uh, from birth on. Again, with me being the youngest, I play the cello, uh, orchestral conductor, and uh, basically the arts and playing these stringed instruments helped create. Uh, pathways to college for five out of the seven of my siblings to go to four-year universities. So that's where it all began, It's from childhood. And then when I became an adult and still studied cello and became a conductor, music teacher, all of that stuff, my desire was to give back. And to seeing how I came through and it changed the trajectory of our family's lifestyle, I thought, I've got to do something for children who look like me and children who financially, if they don't look like me, just financially just don't have the means to an arts education. So I created the Arts and Learning Conservatory in 2004. It's been around for 17 years. Mm. And the whole plan was to make the arts equitable and accessible. And so we have programs. We started out with just a summer camp of 21 kids uh, doing a musical theater, we did, I think, Sound of Music. We had a little string orchestra and uh, actors and singers on stage. And some of my cellist and string players doubled as nuns on the stage. Then they'd come back and play their instruments. It was exciting. And from that very first camp of just 21 kids, the next summer, we had 140 kids come out. And then from there, parents would ask, well, hey, music's been cut at our school can you bring a program to our students at the schools? So we were in three schools. And then as of pre-pandemic, we were in over 40 schools throughout Orange County, a little bit of San Bernardino County, and a little bit in LA with orchestra classes, band classes, musical theater classes, dance, African drumming. We, we were just, we're doing it all to keep the kids engaged on their school campuses so that there couldn't be a, a sense of, we don't have accessibility to the arts. So that's kind of the, the condensed version. <laughs>
1: okay, well, I'm curious about the organization. So can we spend a little bit more time talking about it?
0: Sure, absolutely. Okay. Uh,
1: what age range do you work with?
0: We work with ages four to now up to 19, four to okay. 19.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. is that, that's like primaries? I mean that's even preschool through high school. Yeah, preschool
0: okay. to high school. Yeah. And how
1: do you how does that partnership work with the schools? I assume the school district, maybe not, maybe it's the local schools, but how how do you partner with the schools? Talk about the mechanics of that.
0: Um we partner with the schools. The way it's been happening is I'm also part of the Orange County Department of Education as far as the arts administrators, um, there's a group of us that are arts administrators for the county. And I've been getting um, from the county itself, they'll refer school districts to connect with the Arts and Learning Conservatory, who especially need help with the arts and just having a program within their district. So through that, we're able to just go right in through a superintendent to a district and just Bring the arts programs that they need, whether it's general music or instrumental music or even musical theater productions. So uh, that's how it is now. From the beginning, though, I had to go through, you know, parents telling me to talk to the PTA president and then to talk to the principal. And it was just a pretty arguous task just to get the arts into the schools. Now it's a, a little bit easier because of the reputation that we have of high quality and just getting the job done, making it happen. So, yeah, so that's how it's been working now.
1: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the impact or the mission for your organization. Can Can you take us through an example or what you have seen over these many years of what happens to the students that are exposed to the work that you're doing in your organization?
0: Oh, my goodness, the impact. I'm telling you right now, the arts bring healing. It, it's just, it heals the soul. I, I I can think of an example of a student I specifically worked with when I was conducting who, this, this kid had been bullied. He'd been to so many different other schools. He comes to the school where I was working and joined the strings program, never played an instrument before in his life. I didn't know his background. I just knew something was different about him, very timid. And um, when he came to my program i noticed that my sweet little gentle lamb of students were picking on this kid for some reason and i'm like you know what we're a family here the arts brings us together we're only as good as each player in this orchestra so we're here and we're going to build each other up left it at that there was no more issues and i found out later that the child was bullied he told his mom the string orchestra was his favorite class and she's like why And he's like, because I feel safe. And I'm like, what that I mean, that that concept of it it was just the community building a a family and feeling safe that made this kid be strong and find out who he was. This kid went on to become a viola major in college. It it just he, he was confident. It just changed his whole lifestyle. So um, our programs do that and that's what the arts does. I mean, it, it just changes the lives of kids. It, uh, we've had a few kids come through the program who were first generation, um, first generation students in, in, uh, in the education system from their family, came through our musical theater program and ended up going to college doing musical theater because of what was introduced to them in elementary school through our programs. So, it, it changes the, the lives of children, changes the trajectory of lifestyles, and sets kids up for success. So, that's, that's what our programs do.
1: <laughs> okay. So, we're going to, I'd love to spend a little time on the impact for what you're doing because that really is the mission, isn't it? It's evidenced by what you've observed over the 17 years that you've been doing this. What about the impact on the parents?
0: Impact on the parents. Oh, my goodness. Our parents, I'm tell- with our programs too, our parents are highly involved uh, because I see this, especially with the musical theater part, I see it as a community. Um, I, I don't have parents from afar. It's like, hey, if your child's in the musical theater, especially our main stage productions where we do huge musicals, mm. the parents are involved. And I want the parents involved so they can see the change in the lives of their kids and they get involved with the community and feel part of what's happening. So when the production happens, and they see that bookcase come across, and they're like, "I made that bookcase," or they see <laughs> they see the painting on whatever, or the costumes, and they're, they they just take such a sense of pride, and they believe in what's happening, and they they just they're excited about what their kids are producing. But because of the community, they feel part of that—that that they made that happen. So it's, it's really important for us to have parents involved in everything, but it's, it's changed our parents and that even some of our parents financially support what's going on as a nonprofit. They're like, we don't want to see this go. This has to remain in the lives of our kids forever. So they'll, they'll give $25 or 50, whatever, because they believe in what's happening. So it's Speaking.
1: Of, speak, sorry, Deborah, but I, I see that Melinda, who's a friend of the program and an awesome person, obviously, I know her, uh, speaks uh, very highly of the work that you're doing. And so she must also um, have experience, as it says there, with your program. That, that's an unexpected surprise, but thank you, Melinda.
0: Thanks, Melinda. <laughs>
1: So there you have it. The community speaks. So you mentioned pre-pandemic, pre-COVID, you had momentum with the different school districts across the state. I guess I have to ask, what has been the impact to your organization from COVID-19?
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, I'll be serious. COVID almost knocked us off the planet. It really did. Um, At one point, we were in some major, major debt because it was 18 months of no one coming through the doors. And um, and plus payroll is still moving forward. And we applied for PPP and all that other stuff. But it wasn't enough if we wanted to stay alive. Um, so what I did and honestly, again, I thought we were going to go under. But I thought, you know what? This is a time for us to just give, make things free. Just if we're going down, we're going to go down. <laughs> so. <laughs> created a masterclass series and we reached out to Broadway actors and we're like, can you do this masterclass for us? We had um, kids uh, talking to Broadway stars in these masterclasses that we did live zooms on. We did that every month. We, we decided to um, do an online uh, radio theater music play. We did um, Charlie Brown Christmas and we filmed each child individually due to COVID. Individually. Had Charlie Brown talking to a chair, and then we with the green screen, screen, and then we had Lucy talking to a chair, and we put it together, made a movie, did a full on drive in um, at Mariners Church here in um, Irvine, and had about we had close to 400 people for, for the drive in buying tickets to help us survive. But they were amazed at what we were able to put on just with green screen and things of that sort. We had to get creative. Um, Again, we also, because our doors were closed and we knew that the YMCA's doors were open to first responders, children and kids and things of that sort, we thought, let's go there. So we partnered with the YMCA of Orange County and brought arts classes to the children there. Um, Like we were with four programs there, also the Boys and Girls Club of Anaheim and Cypress we did African drumming classes there throughout the pandemic. And um, we just had to get creative. So we're still here. We're still here.
1: Congratulations. <laughs> and I'm, I'm wondering, any of those, uh, you know, necessities the mother of invention, right? And entrepreneurs, whether they start a for-profit or a non-profit, because you're an entrepreneur, Deborah, right? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. You have You have amazing capacity to be resilient and creative. Any of those programs that you were forced to create, are they going to stay in your offering now moving forward?
0: They are. The YMCA is going to stay here. The Boys and Girls Club are staying. And now we're um, we're now looking at expanding to military Hmm. and working with the families of military individuals. So we're looking at really expanding in that area as well. Uh, The one thing that we did differently too, because our our mission statement is all about making the arts equitable and accessible. From day one, that's all we've been about and we've been doing it. But we also reached out into the deaf community uh, with our programs. Uh, We had one Broadway actor, John McGinty, who sign language his Zoom. We had other students come on that were deaf and loved it. And then we're like, look, if we're about equi- equitable as in accessibility, we need to have um, sign language as part of our productions. Right. So now we have a sign language yeah. interpreter at each production that we do, so that that audience is supported and loved and seen like you're you're one of us. Come on, let's do this. And we've had um, children in our production whose parents are deaf, who were just amazed that we thought of them by having an interpreter for family members friends and we've it's it's been amazing so this pandemic has caused us to think outside the box and to actually reach more into the community than ever before so it's just exciting
1: so you gave me goosebumps honestly because what i heard you say is the in addition to the great programs it really opened up your field of vision of what it means to be inclusive
0: absolutely
1: A whole community that previously wasn't on your awareness, but now is, and how that's even strengthened what you're doing. And so um, kudos to you after 17 years of still being able to find new areas to make an impact. That is really awesome and something worth, I'm glad we had a chance to discuss that. I'm really going off script here. I'm just curious. Um, Your mother was an inspiration for a lot in your life. And I'm wondering um, if she is still alive or if she was able to see the work that you've done here for so many for so long.
0: She's still alive
1: okay. and
0: she's a little feisty thing. Oh, my goodness. Still alive. Still. She's so excited about what has come from this, because out of the seven children, you know, brothers and sisters, I'm the one that stayed in the arts the entire time. Others, they're still playing their instruments and doing things here and there on the side, but um, it's actually my sister involved with choir. She's a choral uh, classically trained vocalist. And I'm the one that's doing these programs. She's so proud. She is so proud because um, my mom also was a Head Start teacher. And if you know anything about Head Start, uh, they serve preschool age kids with just the basics of education. And um, she's always been about education. So for me to have a school doing the arts, reaching, uh, we don't call them underserved. We call them families and children of promise. We reach back and we're helping students that don't have the need, that have what they would need in the arts. And she's just one proud mama. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. So she'll come out and see the shows when she can. She's actually in a nursing facility right now. Um, but when she can come out to see a production, she does. Uh, I've been live streaming things to her so she can see things as well. So,
1: Right. Another uh, opportunity that technology has really caught up given COVID and the need. So that's, that's fantastic. So mm-hmm. let's talk about your next event because every time we have a nonprofit on if they have an impending event that's later this year i want to talk about it because it takes money to do what you're doing and it takes an engagement of the community so tell me about your next gala fundraising event
0: okay so our next big event is called the gospel voices of orange county and what it is it's a juneteenth event it happens on juneteenth June 19 of 2022. And it'll be happening on the campus of of Chapman University at Musco Performing Arts Center. And what this is, it's a celebration of Black artistic accomplishments. So we're going to have at least six different art forms presented for a two hour long, wonderful presentation taking us from Juneteenth to today with dance, gospel choirs, uh, or a live Black-Brown orchestra, um, jazz music, uh, tap dance, we're going to have spoken word, poetry, all of that just telling the story of the these wonderful Black artists and their accomplishments throughout the years. So it's it's just going to be a huge celebration. Anyone and everyone who believes in community who believes in supporting diversity, who just wants to be in a place that is uplifting. I think all of us in the nation need uplifting right now, but anyone who just wants to be surrounded by love and surrounded by good music and good people, come out. If that's not you, don't come out. No. But if that's you, <laughs> come be a part of this. And this this event, again, we're a nonprofit, so we are still raising money, to help cover the cost of this event on the campus. But um, but really it's for anybody who believes in community and wants to see, see things move forward, especially in our county.
1: So how long will it take you to work with the cast to be able to put on a two hour event?
0: We started since August just oh. with the creative team to get a to just get a narrative of how we get everything to run smoothly from one scene to the next because it's not a musical it's just music with the aspect of acting and poetry spoken word it's a lot of different aspects and we are we've got an amazing team but it's we've put a lot of thought and time into it i have um the directors of three african-american mega churches working with me as far as the choral directors i've got a a doctor of music conducting i mean we've the team is amazing but rick it's taken it's it's a lot of work (laughs) it's so much work
1: right and if anybody happens to be listening so we're streaming this live in january so i'm not sure when you're going to be listening to this as a podcast maybe in some point in the future but if it's not june 19th there's still an opportunity to attend But if it's even closer to where we are today, do you also need people that might just help you with the logistics or the scenery or just some of the physical aspects of the performance as well?
0: Oh, we need help with every area. I'm I'm open to anyone who wants to step up and say, hey, I believe in this unifying celebration for this county. I want to help. So financially, we need help. We need underwriters. I mean, this is something, if someone has a business that's all about DEI, you need to get on board. Come on now. <laughs> get on board. You can help underwrite. You can help support financially. You can send individuals to even help be ushers or help backstage. But um, we, we are open to any and all individuals who want to come and support this work because this is about the county coming together and doing it in love. So yes, we're, we're open to anyone and everyone who wants to come and join.
1: And it's my genuine hope that through your appearance on our program today, some people who maybe weren't aware become aware and become involved. That's why we do these portions of the business talk show. Let's turn your attention. I want to go to the the future. You entrepreneurs, you always have a vision and I, I get excited and inspired by what you see as the next opportunity. So describe the vision for your organization of the future.
0: Um, the future of our organization. Right now, we're serving about 1,200 students a year. Um, even within the next three years, I want to we want to serve at least 3,000, and five years, 5,000 students. Uh, we would love to expand throughout the state of California. Uh, we have visions of expanding nationally and just moving this forward. There's so many children who need the arts, as I mentioned at the top of the the segment here. The arts bring healing and this nation needs healing in such a strong way and the arts does it. It breaks right through the nonsense and gets straight to the heart, you know? So, yeah, so we wanna expand. We wanna expand and and we wanna be in so many more places. And I also mentioned um, expanding to military. We're expanding also with um, students of, of, what is it? Like more. Autistic, uh, where there's a few individuals within my organization that have degrees in the, the more of the, the background of um, social emotional types of things. And so we're, we're just expanding that way as well as physically expanding. We just, there's so much more to do when it comes to equity and accessibility. We're just, we're open to it and we want to reach every child that we possibly can.
1: And that, that's very inspiring. And, and I imagine that because many of the guests that we've had on over the years who are running nonprofits, they can always are always open to people who might even be in, interested in being on the board. Is that your case as well, Deborah?
0: Thank you so much for mentioning the board. We have an amazing board, but this board needs to expand. We're, we're looking for individuals that are, of course, philanthropic because the board is one that is supporting and um, fundraising. But we need um, marketing individuals. We need more individuals that are even artists, artistic uh, with the background in either music or theater, um, film. Uh, We're looking for even someone with a background with HR because here in our state, there's so many changes to how you hire someone and, and what's required. We've got that AB5 thing going on, that's driving all of us artists crazy. Right. So we need we need some practical individuals, uh, non-artistic on the board that just understand the law and can make sure that we're moving forward and we don't have any hiccups at any point. So, um, but yeah, we're our board is accepting um, positions. We have positions to be filled on the board currently so if they go to the website artsandlearning.org you can um, find out more about our board and how okay. to get
1: so you anticipated my next question and when you say arts and learning is it arts and the word and learning is that it's your website the word
0: and yes arts and spelled out learning.org yes
1: and since we're streaming live on linkedin as one of the platforms if someone would like to connect with you on linkedin
0: okay i had to look that up rick um <laughs> I, it's just my name, Deborah Wondercheck. You can find me that way. You can also, if you just type in arts and learning spelled out, you can, uh, you can find me that way too. And I didn't realize that until I looked myself up. So yes.
1: (laughs) Well, this has been super fun. I've been very excited that you were going to come on our show and talk about your organization and its impact and your vision for the future. I want to thank you for being a friend and a part of our community.
0: Thank you for having me on here. You're doing amazing work. And again, it's been an honor to be on your show today, Rick. Thank you.
1: I'd like to thank our audience, both live today, like Melinda and others, as well as those who will be listening to us later as a podcast. You're you're a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show here. Um, Deborah's episode was episode number 1,343 in our catalog. If you're an Orange County entrepreneur or an executive director of a nonprofit and you would like to share your story, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Rick R-I-C Franzi, as you can see there, or visit my website, which is the same rickfranzi.com. Until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction.